welcome to the bottled soccer talk program podcast show this is two guys two mics two pints and this is episode number 58 i'm nestor and i'm joined here by henry what's up man what's up yeah glad to be back um (laughs) you know excited for the season coming up we're here to talk football as per a lot of rumors, a lot of transfers, a lot of big news actually popping off today. Can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Yeah, man. Um, so before we get into that, we just got to talk about the end of the international football break. We had Copa America, the Euros, and the League of Nations for CONCACAF. And right. then finally, just now, just this past Sunday, the CONCACAF Gold Cup. And the Olympics, to, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Olympics are still going on, so never mind. That was a. Well, yeah, I mean that's that kind a, of a major tournament, you know. For kind some. of, yeah, yeah. That's the Carabao Cup of uh, international for sure, tournaments. Yeah. Maybe FA Cup. Yeah, around not like yeah, it's it's yeah Carabao FA yeah it's within that realm. Yeah, Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, oh man, Gold Cup. Mexico versus uh, United States of America, and they believed, and they won. United yeah. States pulls it off in the 117th minute against the heavily favored and most winning uh, team of the tournament, 1-0. And uh, that's the end of a shit-ass tournament, man. It, yeah. had, it, had, it was kind of dramatic in points, and there was some interesting players that came out, some teams that made themselves... Somewhat contenders, maybe for the World Cup qualifiers, like El Salvador, and I guess Qatar is going to do well in their region. But um, yeah, it's it's a it was a it was a decent match. It wasn't the most entertaining in terms of quality, but you know it had its drama as well. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that it was two sides that had a lot of respect for themselves. Um, they neither team wanted to concede. I felt that both teams defended very well. And that, that can also be to the reason that they didn't have their full A-teams uh, in terms of attack, especially, you know, Mexico missing Chucky Lozano. <laughs> I said in Spanish, Lozano and, and Raul Jimenez. And, you know, Cheech and Vela and, and other guys you can consider. Um, but, you know, on the other token as well, the U.S. was missing a lot of their best players. Um, and going into this tournament, I, I knew I almost had a... a a clear idea that it was going to be these two teams at the very end because that's what it normally is and by the way a lot of canadians uh say it's the most predictable tournament well if you want to be part of it you know get good and get there yeah before you talk shit yeah, what, you know? like what, what, what are you complaining about <laughs> yeah. yes yes it's a weak uh, region yes it's always the same two guys it's not their fault that they're heads and shoulders above everybody else right and canada has made that jump so for a Canadian to say something like that, yeah. knowing that they have a golden generation right now, it's kind of sour grapes, you know? Yeah, it's a common sentiment with, with, with Canadians. They always uh, say that. And, you know, they, you know, it's unfortunate they didn't have Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David and a few other key figures. But that's, that's how the game is. You know, uh, the U.S. didn't take their full team. Mexico was missing some key figures. But going back to this game in particular, uh, you know, it was a very edgy game, very close, as the Nations League was as well. And um, for for the U.S. to win back-to-back tournaments against Mexico, it's a big deal. But it wasn't by much. I thought Mexico was very much in it. Had Orbelin Pineda had his shooting boots on that day, we could have been talking about a Mexico win during regulation. Funes Mori, 
um, listen, he scored a, a good amount of goals in this tournament, but I always felt that with the amount of chances he had, you know, he could have scored a lot more. So he should have been Golden Boot with like eight, nine goals easy. Easily, yeah. So uh, like with the Panama game uh, alone, was yeah. it Panama or I think it was Honduras. Oh, Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, Trinidad, Hondur- yeah, Honduras right. too. Yeah, yeah Honduras. Yeah. They let their foot off the gas the second half, but just that first game alone would have been, you know, ten, eleven, zero. Right. If if they actually play to their level, and that's the problem with Mexico is way too often they're they're uh, playing to the level of their opponent. No matter no matter if it's the A plus team, I, you'll see them eke out like two one, two zero wins against subpar opposition. Right. Right. And and this is the argument when they do well against teams like Germany or Italy or something where they hung in there and got a draw or, or lost one to zero or even won one to zero. Right. Um, it's all like, see, they, they can play at that level, but that's that's the problem is their inconsistency is why they aren't con- are at that great A-plus level. They're, they're um, realistically speaking, from a Mexico fan, they're a B-tier international team. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're a solid 10 through 15th ranking which is probably where they're at right now, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, they are. And um, and that's where they're going to be if they don't become consistent and win tournaments consistently. Not not just not just the Gold Cup, which they've shown that they can win whenever they show up. Right. They didn't show up this this tournament. Yeah. Um, and that, and I know that sounds a little revisionist to say that they didn't show up this tournament, but they they never really impressed. You know, it it was it, it's not as somebody who's watched Concacaf for at least ten, fifteen years. This is one of the more weaker Mexican sides I've seen, in terms of star power and and maybe in terms of uh, creativity in the attack. I well, mean, also I, yeah, also in terms of um, uh, asserting themselves because they never really asserted themselves. Yeah, they they made a lot of games uh, reachable for the opponent, with the exception of the Honduras game. You know, lest we forget, El Salvador gave them a very good run. Maybe could have deserved a draw in that game. And that's when I knew that maybe this Mexico team is is oh, not wow. quite at the level that they're used to being at, and it could be a down period. Um, I I don't want to shit on Tata Martino. Um, and by the way, Orlando City just scored again inter, against Inter Miami in the Florida Derby. Yeah, he's watching got that right clocked now. out. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, it was. I thought it was a hard fought game, and I will say I did uh, you know highlight Orbelin Pineda's misses and and Funes Mori. I thought the U.S. also bottled a few chances, more particularly, um, you know, Paul Arriola, former Cholos man, current, uh, I believe, uh, D.C. United man. So, I mean, if anything else, what this what this showed me was that a lot of the MLS guys in the for the U.S., they're not that bad. You know, they're not that bad. Miles Robinson, uh, Giassi's artist even impressed me a lot. Um, Daryl DK, Matthew Hoppy, who these Daryl DK and Matthew. I think Hoppy out of out of everybody that level. that yeah. played in that game on Sunday, uh, Hoppy uh, Acosta. Oh, Kellen Acosta, what a player! And yeah. and uh, Matt Turner were the standouts. Everybody else to me was they're they're good. They and they did their job very well. But those are the three guys this tournament that that had to have turned some heads. For sure. Well, Matthew Hoppy is is you know he's a one of the few European guys that came. He's playing for Schalke. He's rumored to go to Arsenal. A few other players. I mean, a few other teams are in for him. Um, but you know, my thing with Hoppy is that beyond the skill, he's a little bit of a ball hog at times. But he has the character as well, the confidence. I, I think that's a guy that's definitely gonna be considered for the A team 
when the World Cup qualifying comes around in a month. And yeah, I'm he's, sure. a, he's a mini uh, Pulisic. Yeah, mini Pulisic has a lot of uh, Clint Dempsey in him in terms of demeanor. Got that chip on his shoulder. Yeah, because, you know, Pulisic is a great player, but he's not a mean guy. He's not a he's not a dirty dude. You know, like, Matthew Hoppy is like... I don't know if you remember, there was a moment where there was a free kick for, for Mexico, and he just kind of backheels the ball away from the free kick. It was like it was supposed to be a set piece for Mexico. It's just those little details. You realize, like, okay, yeah, this guy he's, he's is kind of a prick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a prick. So, um, you know, I really did like the display from from the U.S., and I have to give credit to Greg Berhalter because so many times, you know, a lot of U.S. fans in particular have shitted on him. He played with a very limited player pool and was able to get some valuable results undefeated throughout the whole tournament, you know, no draws, no ties. Uh, my respect, you know, um, and and I can't wait for World Cup qualifying. Uh, you know, obviously Mexico is going to be in it as well in the in the hexagonal or octagonal. Sorry, it's octagonal now. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, I think this was a very good moment for Concacaf, and they're going to know what to bring for the more important tournament, which will be World Cup qualifying, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I struggle to give too much credit to Burhalter uh, because out of the four goals that that U.S. scored against Mexico in these last two finals. Uh, none came from, like, an open play or to any tactical prowess. Right. It was more... And, and I know that that sounds like I'm discrediting U.S., but it's more discrediting, like, taking a little credit away from him. Because right. he, he has a fantastic pool of players now to yeah. choose from, especially but, the A-team. Yeah. In this Gold Cup, though, he he did have a very limited... You know, some people call it C-team, some people call it B-team. I, yeah, if there I, was a hybrid between B and C, it's right in between for me because okay. we're playing our third-string keeper at the end of the day. Horvath and Stefan are our are, are guys for sure. You know, and Matt Turner is the only MLS guy. Uh, I think as far as goalkeepers go, U.S. has always consistently had a great one. Always. I mean, we've always had depth, though. We, we've had Brad Friedel, Tim Howard, and Guzan at the same time. Brad Guzan. All players in Europe. All players in the yep. Premier League, mm-hmm. you know. So, yep. you know, in terms of keepers, we're gifted. And, and America is, is known for being great at sports, especially with their hands. So that that's never a worry. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I only yeah. give credit to Greg Berhalter, though, because of the preparation and, and also, like, the, the the belief. And I feel like more than ever, they're actually playing football. They're not just hoofing the ball up, which is was a very common uh, tactic with Bruce Arena and, and uh, you know, Bob Bradley and, and so on. So they're looking a little bit better. But, yeah, I do agree. Set pieces has always been synonymous with what the U.S. bring to the table. I yeah. mean, they have height. They have physicality. They're always going to – that's always going to be them, you know. Alexi Lalas loves set pieces. That's his thing. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And, and for Mexico, like, I know there's been a lot of uh, uproar within the Mexican media. I wouldn't look too deep into it, man. They lost two games to a, a good team in extra time. You know, that's tough. Due to their own fault, too. Yeah, I mean. Um, they, I mean, if we yeah. go back to the to the, the League of Nations, it was a missed penalty that, that led to us. And I th- want to say that they had the lion's share of the possession. Don't quote me on that. I don't. Could remember be, could off be. the top of my head. Yeah, but I felt like like those ga- that game was very winnable, and then this game was one hundred percent winnable. So the one thing that Mexico I can't give them too much credit for is uh, I don't know if that team has identity because a lot of times they do the cross and inshallah. Yeah, they were. They, they fall in love with that. You you see the Chaka Rodriguez bombs up the the flank crosses uh on the other hand you have uh, jesus gallardo bombs across the left flank 
uh, down the left lane, crosses. Um, yeah, you have a great uh, striker with uh, Funes Mori, a guy that can finish really well. But at the end of the day, he is dropping back a lot to, to try and get possession and link up a lot. Um, and defenders are smart to that because everybody else is fucking short. Yeah. Pineda's not gonna is not gonna. He's got hops, but he's not gonna uh, out jump def- uh, United uh, uh, United States defenders. Yeah, man. Uh, so I think you're, of, the best player for Mexico in aerial duels is probably Edson Alvarez, really. Yeah, and he's a defensive midfielder. And and I I have to say, you know, Miles Robinson on that set piece just dunked on him, you know. And that's not his fault. It happens to the best players, but yeah, that's just it's just a testament to how great you the U.S. is at set pieces, and that's not necessarily a great thing in terms of football because West Brom are great at set pieces. It's just a strength that you can find, you know. Yeah, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But yeah. for for uh, Mexico to not have a thing, we weren't linking up plays a lot. Uh, passes were very erratic. Uh, the only person that I could that I found was really consistent with passing was a. Uh, Hector Herrera, as he should be, right, being the most, probably the, the, the highest best player decorated there. player on that pitch, with the exception of Tecatito, yeah, who I thought was brilliant by the way. I thought Tecatito for the whole tournament was very lukewarm because he was saving his legs. Yeah. That boy did not want to go hard in to, you know, risk losing his whole season. I think he looks around at the team and he's like, "Okay, I'm, I'm not I'm playing with Salcedo. I'm playing with these. I'm like, I, man, I'm not. It's not worth it." For I me. honestly don't remember him doing a hard sprint and like the from from the way he played in the uh, League of Nations mm-hmm. to to this tournament is night and day. Yeah, well, yeah, the, League of Nations he dominated that game, and this in this whole tournament I didn't see him. Kind of, I didn't see him put it in that effort. I didn't see him have that that sort of passion. I will say, having Chucky is a big letdown for Mexico. Uh, not having him is a big letdown, and I think having him on the pitch does help Tecatito's game because then uh, defenders have to commit to one side and and be wary of one side. Because one thing about Mexico that I've always noticed is they're very good at switching the ball, you know, from yeah. one, one from one flank to the other. So I think they very much so missed that. Yeah, Mexico's even, always had really great wingers. Yeah, even Alainas would have helped, you know. Alainas, oh man. And you're, you're making me think back to like Cabrito Arellano. Yeah. Uh, Venado Medina. Uh, even uh, more recently, Aquino, who's really good. Javier Aquino, yeah. Yeah, so. uh, you know. Uh, and to a lesser extent, like Brizuela these days. Right. But anyway, I digress. You, you mentioned the Hector Herrera. Uh, I have to mention this because it was a big moment in the match. Do you feel that he should have been sent off for the boot to the head for Williamson? Because I thought that was quite a dirty play. It, it was. I don't think it was dirty. I think it was. It was uh, reckless. For sure. But it, if you look at him, he's got his eye on the ball and he's jumping up to get it. I don't know if he knows that there's a player coming. Right. And which is why I say it's reckless. If he did know, if he didn't know, then. He didn't get full contact on him, which is a good thing because that guy would have been cleared out, concussed, yeah. you know, just fucked up. Well, um, Gabriel Jesus got a red card and, and, and kicked out of the rest of the tournament for Copa America, which is why I ask. I, I thought, personally, maybe it's my own bias, but I thought he should have been sent off there. Um, but he got a yellow at least, right? But that was a that was a very dangerous play, and, and it could yeah. end careers, you know? So It can, yeah. And, um, it's not like he was running towards him because they were they were kind of running... Not parallel, but right, kind of like colliding. in different d- directions. Right, yeah. If if that makes sense, um, I mean, I could see why someone would say red, and honestly, I wouldn't have too much of a problem. 
But I don't think it's it warrants a red. For the for the sake of the game, it, it would have made it better entertaining that it's eleven v eleven. But yeah, that, I I thought that I mean a lot of people around the world were like, especially like the European people who maybe I could say have more of a neutral stance on it. Were like, how is that not a red? You know. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you know, it's it's football and and it's Concacaf. At the end of the day, they're always kind of, you know, being controversial is always on. Brand and he was first to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, but any time that your cleat is at, at the head of a player, no matter what the circumstances, it does it does raise a lot of questions, you know. But well, I, I mean, it, it's I know it's not the same thing, but when you see a guy trying to do a bicycle kick in the box, like after like a bounce on a corner, right? It's almost the same thing. Yeah, but his head is you know it was facing towards the play. You know, I if you're gonna bring a ball down. Uh, you know, loose ball in the air. I don't see why you, your head should be level with your shoulder at that point. You, you're either bring it down with your chest or you wait for it to hit the ground. But you know, it's a football play. You know, it happened. Thankfully, nothing serious came of it. Yeah. And I think you know, at the end of the day, it didn't make a difference. But it could have. You know, if, yeah. if Mexico wins that game, uh, trust me, a lot of U.S. fans would have been talking so much shit. Yeah, yeah, because everybody was almost unanimous in the fact that that should have been a send off. But I think. Uh, I think also uh, another, and th- and this is beside the the whole uh, Herrera play. I think U.S. found themselves in a uh, like a win-win situation, where if they had a really good showing and and Mexico barely eked that out, it's like oh we just we we it it, w- it would become hyperbolic. We brought our C team and gave right, them right. a battle, right? You know, right. And, and we can hang our head, you know, we can hold our heads high and proud, right? And they win, and it's like see, we shat on them with our C team. Yeah, you know, no, it, it was yeah. very much win-win. Yeah, yeah. it's so. a risky though. You know, you if if Mexico would have brought their C team against U.S. C team, uh, man, I don't even think it's a close game personally. Really? Yeah, yeah. I well, to be fair, I don't even know who would be Mexico's C team. I don't know if they're as deep as the U.S., but that's besides the point. I think I do agree with you, and this is why I had picked Mexico to win the whole thing is because they were gonna take their best team. You know, they if Chucky was healthy. Unfortunately, he got injured. I still, I think that Mexico wins that game, but you know, unfortunately, that happened. Yeah, that would have been a completely different tournament. Yeah, and it would have, and I kind of, it kind of sucks that it happened that way. But you know, considering you know, all the circumstances, I think it was I'm a not, fair result. I'm not happy that Chucky got f- fucked up, and I, and I still don't know how bad it is. Uh, yeah, there's there hasn't there hasn't been a specific diagnosis on it. Or I what guess it I can is. look into it tomorrow. Yeah, but you know, let's say he didn't get hurt or. I'm glad that we didn't have him. Not for the circumstances, but for the fact that th- that team needs to be able to stand on its own legs without a star like him, and even even without Tecatito. If if US isn't bringing their A team, why why should Mexico? I'm of that opinion. No, it's the right. Yeah, it's the right. But thing. but they figured, hey, we lost the League of Nations. We gotta get something, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know. I just don't know what that team is trying to do right now. Is is Tata the Tata Martino the right man for the job? I don't have any alternatives. Yeah, and that's that's my thought too. I mean, obviously, no, normally what a lot of times happens with the selection is that they'll probably pick a a, a manager from Liga MX. A mm-hmm. lot of times they do that. Atuka Ferretti was an interim manager for a moment. Who did great. Yeah, he was actually one of the better. Yeah, guys. but he knows that league inside and out, and he knows the players. And, and he's he, a ta- he has a good style of football. And he's a tactical genius. Yeah, he's 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 been in the league for over thirty years. Um, another thing that that um, that I want to mention about Tata is 
he's got an excellent record. Um, Very good. Thirty three wins, I believe, over thirty wins. Uh, and if you really think about it, those two losses against the U.S. in the final, in extra time, in extra time, he's got four losses. So without that, he'd have like thirty five wins and two losses. And again, and we're not going to count what ifs. Okay, so. 33, 4, and like 3 draws or 4 draws. What do those draws happen to be against Trinidad and Tobago? That that was a crazy result. You know, that, that, that's, that's a result that you're never going to see again. 30 shots on target. Whatever, the, whatever that number was. But objectively speaking, he's doing a great job. Yeah. Well, uh, Hugo Sanchez would disagree with you. Uh, you want to talk about Hugo Sanchez's comments? Because that guy... He uh, has no room to talk. I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was very nationalistic on his part because I, at the end of the borderline day, borderline racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's what my point is that statistically, Tata has done an excellent job. He's missed out. He's gotten them to two finals, um, and only lost an extra time. Was and he the manager when the last uh, Gold Cup? I believe so. I, I, I think that's around was. the time he started his reign. If I'm I want to say, I want to say he was. Yeah, I want to say he started like in 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, since then he's been amazing. So for for Hugo Sanchez to say that, I, I thought it was a bit disrespectful, and especially considering his track record with the national team. So as a player and manager, yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. Um, he said uh, he said he's got to go, um, but but I get it. We we like our foreign managers. Yeah, he said that. He's like, oh, we I know we give them leeway. He's like, like, oh, because he's like, I didn't get that, but he does. But I know we like our foreign manager. It's like. The man managed Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, give give him some respect. Right, right. And he's done great with the with the uh, with the national team. We barely lost two games against our top opposition. Granted, US didn't bring their top team, but that's beside the point. Right. We didn't either. No, you guys. Yeah, you guys were missing head. You know. And I don't want to use that too much as an excuse because we. we it's were, valid. Though. We were good enough. We were good enough, and I don't know to say something like that when Hugo Sanchez was awful the only reason why he has somewhat decent numbers is because they play within CONCACAF as a player he didn't do shit for the national team he he only turned up in Spain so for him to talk shit about uh foreign uh managers when he only did well in foreign lands is I think it's hypocritical yeah and it's it's um borderline xenophobic almost it's almost yeah and it's um it's willfully f- arrogant. Yeah. I don't want to hear the shit like that. And as a and as a commentator, he's trash. <laughs> there you heard it here. But anyway, uh, and that's coming from a Madrid fan. Right. Yeah, um, I I think uh, you know at the end of the day we got the result. What did we learn? I think. And if people have have uh, referenced this, this is the best U.S. side we've ever seen. Not particularly who was in the Gold Cup, but from top to bottom, A, B, C teams. The U.S. is, is serious now, man. Um, and is the, and in preliminary rankings have come out. They're currently top nine, top eight. At, at least that's what the projections are showing. I think uh, you know it's a fabulous time to be a U.S. fan. Mexico, I, I think they're still a top nation. They're still going to be top ten in the world as it stands. And I think this is great for CONCACAF more than anything. We have more players in Europe than ever. Canada's coming up. Canada's coming up. 
Jamaica's sneaking up there, sneaking too. up there. You know, and and that's the that's the interesting thing. Like, like what's gonna happen there? Like, who who's okay? We got Mexico, Canada, U.S. Who's gonna be the fourth guy? You know, is it gonna be Jamaica? Is it gonna be El Salvador? Honduras. Honduras is one of those creaking. three. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see the World Cup qualifying, man. It's gonna be a fucking belter. Yeah, it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be so good, man. And and let's not discount the fact that U.S., Mexico, and Canada are gonna take their L's. Yeah, I mean, well, one or all three of them are gonna get are gonna get uh, they're gonna get L's. Not if Pulley God's on the pitch. Well, let's hope he doesn't get benched for Hoppy. Ah, uh, a Hoppy man, really high on that kid. But um, yeah, man, I, I I'm really excited for what's to come, and it's only like a month or a month and a half away. So yeah, about a month and a half. <sighs> Fuck, man, and I'm my thing is I would definitely want to go to some games. Maybe not this year, but. There's going to be World Cup qualifying going into the winter, spring of next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to go yeah. out. But, um, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be it's gonna be really good for CONCACAF. I think um, this is going to be the year, even though the, the World Cup is in Qatar and it's in the winter, I think this is going to be the year where we're going to see a CONCACAF team go far in the tournament. We'll see. Shit, man. I mean, the World Cup is coming in 2026, so we got to get ready for that. Yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Um. Anything else about uh, Gold Cup? Uh, we got, you know, we got our darlings, uh, El Salvador. I think were one of the surprises of the tournament. They, they gained the most respect this tournament. I think sure. so. Yeah. yeah, I think they climbed up there. Uh, Canada had a pretty good showing despite uh, losing two of their bigger stars. Right. Um, Teki, whatever the heck his name is, mm-hmm. Yustateki. Yeah. Good player. I think he's. I think he deserves to, you know, get a shot going to Europe. Yeah, Junior um, Hoylett's still going strong. Premier League legend. Um, they got they got a good team, you know. And I think I think uh, Jamaica, if they can, uh, if they can woo some of those uh, borderline uh, England players like Mikel Antonio and uh, yeah. and Mason Greenwood to come to to the Caribbean. Yeah, they already got Bobby De Cordova Reed and they got Leon Bailey locked up. I can't wait. You know, I think I think they're gonna be a fun team to watch. I have some Jama- Jamaican heritage in my in my uh, family as well, so I always love Jamaica, but. They've never been a serious nation, but now they're becoming serious. So it's fun to watch them from afar. I'm, I'm more. They've always been US a decent fan. number three, number four in Coca-Cola, though. Yeah, but I mean, they've never had stars, though. I, I can't think of one that I could tell you like, oh, Usain Bolt. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, different sport. Yeah, my bad. That guy is the one of the best athletes I've ever seen. You know, that guy was eating chicken nuggets before a race and breaking the world record after. Uh, are you a cool runnings fan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> Nah, um, he's a... Sanka, you're dead, man. Yeah, dead man, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But, um, man, it, it was a fun tournament. Maybe not for the best reasons. We didn't get the best teams. Um, in and, I know you, and I know you're against it, but I, I feel like Qatar had a pretty decent showing. They did their thing. I just don't... I mean, I'm I, when it comes to confederation things, I'm, I'm very much a purist. And it's not me being, like, uh, z- like, like discriminatory. I just think that... It, you know, because the World Cup is a time to show all that, where different teams from different nations ball out and do their thing. I don't. I'm not a fan of of Qatar coming here and playing in the Concacaf tournament, but fair enough. They actually did offer a lot. Afif was a player I didn't know before the tournament, and now I know, and I'm interested to see what happens with his career. He's a tricky player, shifty, quick, quick. Yeah. So I mean, not we'll the best see. stamina though. No, and he spends a lot of his time on the floor. To be fair, but. So does uh, Jack Grealish. So does Neymar. Maybe. Uh, uh, is that a good segue? 
Sure. Sure. Yeah, Jack Grealish. <laughs> let's let's start there. Uh, a, a man who some people would think is Jamaican because he does enjoy Caribbean music and partying and gallivanting. He may be <laughs> trading in the claret and blue for permanently sky blue. Per Fabrizio Romano. Per everybody. For everybody at <laughs> per this Per the point, writing on the wall. <laughs> 100 mil secures him from the Midlands, West Midlands to be exact, to the cloudy part of Manchester, uh, the Etihad campus. Uh, he's going to be taking his medical in like six or eight hours from now. So you guys are hearing it here <laughs> before it happens. But yeah, man, Jack released to Man City. What are your, what are your official. initial thoughts on that? I think, um, first of all, I love disruption. Let me get that out of the way. Right. I love disruption. I'm an agent of chaos. I love when, I love just when everyone's up in arms. I love all that shit. Having said that, I think it's very unnecessary. (laughs) I think, I think uh, Manchester City don't need him. They have players of equal. They just won the title. They don't need shit right now, man. Ah, uh, maybe a well, nine. that's one. That's one thing, though. That's one thing, and you know, the, the, this player is going to have a part in, in part of this podcast. Uh, Tottenham, for example, were in a very high moment and chose to not engage in transfers at a high moment in their in their more recent history. So refreshes are needed in football. I understand that one hundred percent. Um, but what Jack Grealish offers to Manchester City right now, I don't think is necessary. Uh, not to say that he's not going to do well. Not to say that they're not going to be- benefit from him. Not to say that they're better. I, I I don't know. Are they better with Jack Grealish? Let's. I guess we can start there. Man. Well, obviously, right? I, they're going to be better. Um, he's is, a top five player in the league, right? For sure. For sure. Glamorous player. Um, marketable as hell. I mean, the guy is stylish. You know, he's good looking. You know, he's one of the he's one of the heartthrobs of the league. The world now. Well, the world. He's he's the new David Beckham. He's basically yeah today's Beckham. It, it, and City's mar- I'm sure City's uh, PR marketing person that was talking to him. Oh, they're gonna milk the fuck out of oh, him. Oh, they're they're like, and guess what? We're gonna get you all over the world. We're gonna get you the biggest endorsements in China. Yeah. Not even the U.S. anymore. In China, he's and, probably going to become a U.S. Uh, household name yeah, eventually. Yeah. Oh, I can't but. wait! I can't wait for him to come over here for an ICC Cup. I'm gonna be there. But and I'm a and it's just tell you enough. I'm gonna buy his jersey as soon as it drops. So I think that's the effect he's gonna have on the fan base, on the world. But from from a performance standpoint, and that's what we're worried about tactical. You know, the tactical effect he can have. He's great. But we have great players as it is. We have Sterlings, we have Bernardos, we have De Bruyne's, we have all these guys, right? Foden's, Foden's, Foden, who by the way is probably the most similar to him, I'd say, except Foden's a lefty. I would say that uh, Bernardo is the most similar to him, for sure. He's up there too. Um, but I'd be interested to see if Grealish can press half as good as Bernardo because Bernardo is a workman, man. He's he's a guy who doesn't get enough credit for that, by the way. But I hope Bernardo stays. I'm starting to think that Pep might not go for a nine or the city transfer team is not going to go for a nine and we're going to stay with what we have and just depend on our midfielders. And that's where football is heading towards, I feel. The nine is becoming extinct and you've 
you've alluded to that before. We've talked about that. The on Pure Nine. Numerous, yeah, the Pure Nine. The, the pure Patrick nine Schicks. Has, uh, the, the Lukakus. The Harry Kanes, you know. I don't even consider Lukaku a nine. I consider him more of a winger. To, to, to. Sheesh. Yeah. A 6'4 winger, huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> just just the way he, he's more beneficial coming off with a full head of steam rather than waiting for the ball. His finishing is still leaves a little bit to be desired, his first touch. But someone like Giroud, for example, who can who can cushion the ball with their back to the goal, turn around, Benzema, yeah. and generate power on a dime, you yeah. know, Benzema, and Benzema even is is iffy, but I'll give it to him. Yeah. Lewandowski. There's um, not too many of them. Slatan. Left. There's not like the you, you can't name. A That's ton why of them. I love Haaland so Ooh, much. What a pass! Oh, what a ball! What a ball! Oh yeah. Oh, oh, he caught it. He absolutely caught it. Again, we're watching the Orlando my uh, Inter Miami match, the Florida Derby. This is a very passionate match. Both teams hate each other because they want to be the top dog of Florida. But this is a good match so far. We're just kind of watching it as we record the pod. But going back, and this is why I love Haaland so much. He's one of the last pure nines that have come up in this U23 generation. U21, really. But um, yeah, man, that, that position is becoming extinct. And I think City don't even require that anymore. If you notice, a lot of their goals are, are quick passing and just they're not headers or crosses to a header. It's just a ball to the foot and finish. Well, it's it's the run to the end line, curl it back, and someone's in. bombing in towards the goal. Yeah, you know you have t- maybe one, two, three guys coming in, and yeah, that's trademark Pep. Yep. you know his trademark yep. Pep. You yep. know, and and I always thought that that's why uh, Zlatan couldn't a, coexist in that Barcelona team. By the way, it's yeah, that's always been his thing. Spread the spread the the pitch as wide as you can. Spread the cheeks and yeah, penetrate when you can. <laughs> so I mean, maybe we don't need a nine. And by the way, and I've told you this before, I'm not in agreement with paying 140 mil or 160 for Kane. That's that's obnoxious. That's crazy. We can afford it, but I don't think we should. I think uh, well, from player sales. Ole. Oh, 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 clearance. Man, somebody just had a great move, but got cleared on the end line. Oh wow. man, that wow. was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Um, so with player sales and everything, the Jack Grealish move is basically breaking even. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's not a city dipping into the bank. It's net spend friendly, as yeah. Liverpool would say. <laughs> so essentially, whatever city have in the bank can go towards Kane. It's not like you need anything else to reinforce your team. The only other kink in the armor, I guess you can say, is a. Uh, is it kink? No. Yeah. Is kink in the armor? Yeah. Uh, is the left back position. And I'll be the first to tell you that. And I've been saying that. I, I said before Grealish, before Kane, let's get a fucking left back. Let's get Theo Hernandez. I wanted Reguilon at one point. Tottenham was smart to, to scoop him up. By the way, Tottenham has been very They've efficient had a very good window. They've had, yeah, had yeah. a very good window. I, and that tells me I that they're ready them, to sell Kane. I would put them above PSG. Damn spe- near. Speci- just for the reason that they're doing... They're uh, upgrading their team more with less. They're, they're spending wisely. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to, uh, back to Kane. I, I think City, whatever they have in the bank, or whatever they're allowed to spend... Can go towards that. And I know it's a disgusting amount. 140, 150. Well, they they made that in prize money this season. So, it's not an issue. I, you know, and you'll hear a lot of opinions are going to say that, you know, City's oil money and 
they, they you know they're just buying their success um you know maybe but that fuck it true. man let, let's head out let's let it happen the thing is i love the chaos they've love, earned it I love they've the earned tears. it by winning so many accolades and trophies over the years it's no different than what arsenal did it's no different than what united did it's no different than what what teams in other leagues have done like real madrid and barcelona it's what a top club does, you know, in, in truth. And I, I shit on Byron a lot. I shit on Byron a whole lot. In, in fact, City is becoming the Byron of the Premier League. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to front on that. Have they earned it? Sure. Because they've won, they've won three of the last four Premier Leagues before spending that crazy amount of money. This is the first time they've dipped into three figures when they when, once Grealish becomes official. So, you know... um. And to make a point about that, I don't feel like City's policy was necessarily to not spend that much. It was more of like the right opportunity wasn't available at the right time. Yeah. Rather, you know, like Grealish, that's a right opportunity at the right time. They found him peaking in his career. Um, Obviously, they can market the fuck out of him. It's a smart investment for his age. And they've been selling a lot of players too. And let's let's not forget that well, we just mentioned that Bernardo Silva might become surplus. Whatever they can get for him, whether it's fifty or sixty million, it's going to be a pretty penny. Yeah, can go towards funding that Kane move if they happen to get Kane. If they need that, and we need a nine more than we need an eight or a ten or whatever you want to classify Bernardo as. So yeah, totally. I would see Kane getting honestly over thirty-five goals next season if he joins. <laughs> Fuck. I think I think that's definitely fuck me, fucking bro. Possible. I've never I've never seen Guardiola function with a proper name. Aguero has always been fucking injured. Gabriel Jesus is not clinical enough. I'd love to see what Guardiola can do with the nine. So I'm, I'm not mad at Harry Kane, huh? At all? Oh well, yeah, yeah. If you want to go back to the uh, Barca days for sure, and Lewandowski to be fair at Bayern. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's but at City in particular, he hasn't had a nine that he can rely on for a full season. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, and and me, I've wanted Danny Ings, who, by the way, and we'll mention this now, he's going to Villa for 30 mil, which, by the way, is a bargain, in my opinion, a complete bargain for a guy that, uh, well, what was your stat earlier today that he's in the last two seasons or whatever? In the last two seasons, only three players have scored more. Yeah. I Um, think he's, he's, he's a, he's a top nine. He can do everything. Got a year left in his contract. He's 29 and he's injury prone. That's the only problem with him, for sure. 30 mil. I, th- I think uh, Southampton won on that one. Mm. Well, yeah. for for the English quota, I think he should be 40 mil, by the way. I think, because that's what they were uh, quoting City at, 40 to 50 mil. But that could be because City have money, right? They know that, yeah. Yeah, and every, every club but, knows But that. everyone now knows that Aston Villa has money. And they've been low-key having a busy transfer they have a, uh, They've had window. a great transfer they window. They also just signed Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey so, for 30 mil as well, yeah. Okay, so now they find themselves with Leon Bailey, Ollie Watkins, and Danny Ings. That's a solid-ass That's a solid ass fucking attack. And you still got Bertrand Tra- Traore, by the you way. You have Traore, and who's coming up from behind? Um, you got Jack McGinn. Uh, Jack McGinn, but uh, is it Ben Rama or Saeed Ben Rama? Yep. So they they're they're strapping themselves in. They're they're gonna be a top eight team for the for the next three years. Even think though so? they're losing Jack Grealish, so? they're gonna once they once that hundred mil deposit cracks in, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. know what to do with it, bro. <laughs> Trust me. If they were smart, they'd invest in a in a, in a better defense because I think that's an area they can improve. 
they got a great keeper in Emmy Martinez, who's coming off of the hottest international uh, window. By the way, I think he he was amazing with Argentina. Well, he's had a he's had an amazing past year plus. Yeah, and it's a big fuck you to Arsenal, by the way, because they're stuck with Bernd Leno, who who wants to leave apparently, according and to who's the, not that fucking good. He's he's like a poor man's Look at this Stegen. guy. Ah, uh, there you go, David Beckham, Inter Miami owner. With the blonde hair. You are ugly. Ah, shit. He's an LAFC fan. Pardon that. <laughs> oh, man. Those guys. Ah, man. That, you see that neck tat he has? That's why I want to get him. Coming right, right off the plane. I was waiting for him to come on, by the way. I think he's the guy that can make a difference for, for Inter Miami. So, we'll see. Right now, we're at the 58th minute in the game. But, uh, yeah. Um... We'll see what so, happens. So, so you don't want Kane? For the price they're, they're quoting him at, I, the most I'd want to pay for Kane is 120 and That's the absolute most. Absolute. Which is what, by the way, um, Chelsea were denied by Inter, by the way. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, Chelsea have put a $120 million bid for Lukaku. Inter said late. We want 140 For Lukaku? Lukaku. Uh, hey, to be fair though, he's top three in both goals and assists in the Serie A. Won a league title, carried the team. Their best player on Inter, and that deserves 140. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. He plus, was great in the Euros. Plus massive wages. He was great in the Euros, though. I will say, one of the best strikers. One of the best. Three strikers. goals. Off but, the top of my head, I think it was three goals. I don't know. I think it was more than that, but you know, it couldn't have been more than four because I think. Um, no, no. Who the, the Golden Boot? Go- the, Kane, right? The Golden Boot was uh, Patrick oh, Schick oh, and Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, they were tied, actually. But they gave it to Ronaldo because he also had an assist. So they gave it, ended up giving it to Ronaldo. And also because he got farther. So in four tournament. goals was good enough. And Lukaku was at three? Two or three? No, nah, he, he was more than that. Uh, he was more than that. You but, know, but, you know, uh, you know, I don't... Look, Lukaku, you know, shut me up as far as being trash. But he's not 140. Inter... No, no, I think he's worth like 100 flat. 100 flat. And we were talking about this earlier. Um, Lukaku is looking at... Pizarro. Accumulating the highest transfer value of any player so far. You know, I I, I did the maths. Maso Manos. And he's he's almost at... Well, with this sale, if he he happens to go to Chelsea... Mm Mm-hmm. He'll be at like three hundred plus or so for total transfer fees paid to him, right? Um, which is an absurd amount. You know, but you also have to take into account the inflation and everything. What players are going for now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, say if this was two thousand twelve, he's not he's not going for more than sixty mil. Man, this is twenty twenty one, and he shouldn't be going for a hundred. I think he's still a triple-digit player, but I don't, I think 140 is too much. I think 110, 100, well, or 100 is good for him. But what you I know, struggle to to accept that. Yeah, yeah, I I understand, but he's okay. Like like let's just say, and I I know this might be hard because you know I'm bad at this coming up coming up with players off the top of my head. But how many strikers would you say in the world are better than him right now? I I, I will I will definitely say Harry Kane's better. I would say maybe Lewandowski and Benzema. After that, I don't know how many strikers. Um, potential wise, pure nine, pure nine, yeah. Potential wise, or just 
Oh, I guess Holland as well. If yeah, we're... we yeah we can throw in Holland. Um, I mean, you're right. The, the the number's not that big as far as as far as players go. Yeah, um, that that you can come up with right away. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So I see what the what what the supply and demand is. Not too many great nines. I could see why he's going for that price. I feel like uh, Inter is very much overplaying their hand. They need the, they, they need all the money they can get right by now. By turning yeah. down 120, they've already they've already sold off. Um, ah, who who have they sold off? Fuck, it's right off the top of my tongue. Yeah, they've sold off a few people. Man, I mean Lukaku's basically gone. It's just a matter of getting of accepting the numbers, right? Or if if the teams accept the number, because from what the reports are, he loves Milan. He's he feels at home there. He won a league title, but we what he has to realize is that he doesn't have Conte anymore. So yeah. he's he's gonna have. I think Inter is not gonna do shit next year. By the way, Hakimi they they lost out on Hakimi. They lost Hakimi. That Ericsson was, is iffy to to play this season. Yeah, man, that guy. I feel bad for him, truthfully, man. I feel bad for Lautaro's rumored to a few different teams. Yeah. And then selling off um, uh, Lukaku for a crazy amount of money, they're fine. Whatever problems they had are fixed. I don't know. They made a pretty good amount for uh, Hakimi, right? Sixty or so. Something like that. Yeah. I just don't know. I just I don't think Inter will be in the title conversation next year. Absolutely not. I yeah, I, I really think it's gonna be a Juventus, Milan, maybe Roma, because I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because I think Mourinho's a top manager. Don't know if he was the shit in the Prem because there's too many great managers. When you have Klopp and Guardiola and Tuchel, I'm sorry, but you're you're outdated, my boy. But in the in, in the Serie A, I think maybe he might be able to do something. Uh, a style that benefits him a lot more, very defensive league. Um but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens there. Um I think Lukaku would be wise to go to whatever team pays whatever money for him. Chelsea are, are the top suitors at the moment. I don't know how he would feel going to back to a team that didn't believe in him, but we've seen stranger things. Pogba has done the same, especially Yeah, and that Italian was almost team. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's water under the bridge. <laughs> especially when they're saying when they're giving you $300,000 a week. Damn near. Shit, man. How how nice would that be? Cashing a check that says 250 Every week. Hmm. Well, all you need is a great first touch, great right, great left, good header, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Top bins. But yeah, oh, man. I would, I would, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, so, so say Chelsea get Lukaku and say they get Kunde. Well, yeah, they say, look a lot more likely to get Kunde at the moment, by the way. Say City... Uh, get uh, Kane because yeah, Jack Grealish is pretty much confirmed. Oh, that's, yeah, that's in the fridge. Yeah, like when you're loading, uh, when you're loading up something, and shit's at ninety nine percent. That's Jack Grealish. Yeah. So say all those four transfers happen as they should. Those are the two title favorites, right? Yeah, it's. I can't say. I will say United are a close third. Good shout. But I Liverpool's think- been pretty quiet. I think Liverpool is a dead club. Not dead. They'll still be in, in Europa or at least barely Champions League, but that's not a team I can take seriously. Really? What have they done in the transfer market with the aging Mane and aging Salah? Mm-hmm. 
Virgil van Dyke coming off a major injury. Yep. Allison was coming off of a terrible, terrible season. I'm. I still think they're a great club. They have a great manager, but they're they're just a fringe top four club. Oh la 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 la! Oh. Is that Iguain? Oh no, that's not Iguain. I think that's. Oh, that's Gib- Oh, Kieran Gibbs, bro, former Kieran Arsenal Gibbs. player. Kieran Gibbs. Wow, man. I am telling that's, you, MLS. That's the name that came up. when I saw Gibbs. I'm like, no, it can't be. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know he yeah, was in he's MLS. playing there. Kieran Gibbs, huh? Yeah. What is he doing up there? <laughs> He's enjoying the sunshine, man. No, I mean, like, why is he? Why is he in the box? <laughs> I know, right? And he's a fucking. <laughs> what a nice header, by the way. Oh yeah, good finish. Nice, nice service. Yeah, yeah, man. I, oh, did it bounce off the defender? Could be, could be. But MLS is something we're gonna try to fixate more on. I like, I like those uh, my uh, Miami shirts. You might have to get a Pizarro one. That's I, a ten after I don't all. Mind that. But you know, I'm a Galaxy guy. You know that. Oh, yeah. Through you and through. That. I'm not going to sit here and wear an Atletico shirt. or Maybe a Bilbao, because I like the way they look. Yeah. Iñaki Williams, possibly. Raul Garcia. Uh, Berenguer. Berenguer. Muñain. Uh But anyway, um, um, what else do we got? What else do we got that's been happening? Um... I guess, well, in terms of Spain, the two biggest clubs are obviously kind of dormant right now. Um, they haven't been able to really invest as they normally do. So that's kind of a dead cause. Um, you know, I think outside of England, PSG has been the most active team in the transfer market. Bayern are always going to, you know, scale out a few players from their own league. So, I, I, you know, it hasn't been the most active transfer window. And I've, I told you that like three months ago. It's not going to be. And it, it's proven that. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, you know, it's a very quiet transfer window, I'll say. Yeah, well, I don't know. Because it's been heating up the last few days. Um, yeah, but as, as per like in terms of like past years, it's, I don't think it's anywhere near what it really? used to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before you'd have Bogba from Italy to England or Neymar Those are the from big Spain ones, to, though. Yeah, and we, we don't have too many big transfers anymore. It's all like little... Jack Grealish is huge! That's the only one, Wait, But it's been like... It's been like slowly kind of building up. So and it's, it's, been an, a, it's been an a slow interleague. burn. It's an interleague transfer, though. It's right? been a slow burn, the whole uh, Jack Grealish thing. But I think that's huge. Outside of England, though, what can you say? Because it's not too much going on right now. Inter Interleague action, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, mean, I know Barca have been active, but it's been free Hakim- agents. Hakimi to PSG... Um, what else? Sancho to to uh, United. Um, right. I mean, I guess I guess we can just go down the the transfer confirmations, rumors, and Ben White to Arsenal. We are, I think we went over that last yeah, week. Yeah, so I mean, do you want to go on your list first, and then we'll see? Yeah, we'll yeah. see what, what I I don't know if we have any coinciding transfers. I'm sure we do. Um. So. The first one, and this is one of my favorite players coming out of the championship into the Prem, Todd Cantwell. Rumored to go to Villa now that Villa are going to get rid of Grealish. I think the closest player to Grealish is Todd Cantwell in terms of the skill set, the flair, all that. So I know we've talked about Grealish for a bit, and we can talk about Cantwell in a bit. Um, but what do you? what are your opinions on... Okay, so, so Grealish was destined to be... Well, the way he would talk about the club and the way everyone loved him at Villa, because 
obviously he's one of those talents that's just he's just once one in life once in a lifetime type talent for a team. Look at Nani just getting into the box, man. He's so good. Just three, four guys around him just doing doing his thing. Just like when he was at United. Anyway. Yeah. So Jack Grealish, this huge he's an Aston Villa legend, as it stands. Yeah. Help them bring them back into the Prem. Right. Um so how do you feel about people talking about Grealish like don't go to city, think about your legacy, think about think about what you mean to this city, think about just think about everything and not basically saying you're selling your soul. How do you it, feel about that? It's stupid. It's stupid. Listen, if Villa were a title contending team, I would understand what they're saying, but they're not. They haven't been for decades. I think if they're if I was a Villa fan, I'd be happy that we're getting triple digits for Villa. I mean for for Grealish. And now we can invest that into a title. I mean, maybe a, a Europe contending team, right? A top six, top eight team. Like like West Ham, by the way. Um, you know, I think that's just it's bollocks as they say in England. It's it doesn't make sense. You'll take that money the same way that 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 uh Tottenham took that Gareth Bell money, that Modric money. Uh, you know when when the Ronaldo a, money? Yeah, the Ronaldo money for United. You know, I just be happy that you're actually getting that amount of money for a great player. You can't keep him forever. You know, Jude Bellingham to a macro scale from Birmingham got Birmingham a lot of money, and then they're slowly improving. That's kind of an example of what can happen for Villa. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand those people. I, I understand because they're Villa fans, but. He's not going to be a Matt Letizier where he's going to be that, a great player staying at a shit club. That that's a that's like trying to hold him back. Yeah, yeah, like the guy's aspiring for big things. You don't think he watches Champions League? He's like, fuck, I want to stand there and the champion. You know, he wants yeah, to be like, next to Neymar at the end. Yeah, he know, wants to be next to you know Ronaldo you know, he wants and to Messi. See those guys across from him in the, in the, in the lead up to the to the game. Yeah. So to try to hold him back, and that's not to say that Villa will never get there. But they're not getting in there today. And he yeah. wants that. Not within the next four years. He wants that. He wants that while his legs are there. He's a very he's a very active player who demands a lot of uh, uh in Spanish you call it leña. Yeah. You know? Uh so he gets hit a lot. You, you never know when when you're gonna have that career ending injury. Yeah. So for Villa to to act all dignified and pundits and uh, I saw Jamie Kerger's Said, oh, I, like Bell I told Stevie man. G, you know, you think about think about your time here instead of the money. So it's not about the money because he's gonna right. get he would get paid at Villa. Yeah. To turn it to turn it into a money thing, he's like uh, Gerard. Yeah, he he didn't get a league title with Liverpool, but he sure as hell got got trophies with uh with the Champions League. So so what are we talking the, about? It's not the same. It's not the same situation. Yeah. He's not gonna get. He's not likely to get those things at Villa as it stands now. Yeah. And uh, if anything, he's doing his team a favor by allowing them to get resources to maybe get there someday. The most resources they've ever gotten. And by the way, Jamie Carragher, eat a dick, man. (laughs) You didn't have the same energy when Virgil van Dijk was protesting his stay out Southampton, though, right? Please behave. Um, Listen, when there's a big player at a small club, it's going to happen. We've seen it before. They've We've seen it before. Mares Mares actually did it when he was at Leicester to go to City. 
there's plenty of examples I could point to, but it's a very similar circumstance. And I think uh, for a player individually, he aspires to play in the Champions League, aspires to win titles, and actually have a trophy cabinet that he can show his grandkids one day. He's not going to get that at Villa. As, as an individual, you want to win. You do, yeah, yeah, of course. You want to be... Why would you, well, if you had the option, why would you choose to not win? Of course. And, and by the way, uh, Grealish is, Grealish's hero or his favorite player is uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And he's been documented saying that various times. He gets, he gets to share a pitch with him now. You know, so like, come on, Villa. Take the money. Enjoy your stay in the Prem because with that money, you should be able to stay up. Now, Dean Smith, you may maybe get... You get a nice pay bump now. Take uh, it. I just, I just imagine uh, Aston Villa's Twitter or Instagram going. Don't, don't cry because it ended. Smile because it happened. Yeah, he should have left sooner. By the way, he could have left sooner. By the way, but they, they got that contract extension. When, when a player like that extends for that amount, you can kind of guess. He's gonna There's got to be some kind of agreement that says, look, I know I signed it for this long, and I'm I'm willing to stay here as long as possible, but I, I expired to big things, man. Yeah. And and I think that's also the, the shit that Kane has against Levy is, I think uh, we agreed Levy's on that. Bitch, like, if, yeah. if we don't do this, you're going to let me go for, for a good amount. For Levy to be holding still on 150, and he's never going to get that again. And let's, like... I just hope it doesn't. That's happen. an astronomical fee, man. It's it's crazy, it's crazy, and he is, he is an amazing player. He's the top. He's top, a, one top of the best strikers in the, in the world. Yeah, yeah, one of the top players in the world. He's a top striker for sure. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. If not the best striker in the world, I'll say that. I still, I still love Messi, Neymar, and a few other players before. Those aren't strikers. No, no, no. I know, but in certain terms, like imagine when you those say, guys feeding Kane. When you say, yeah, best players, yeah, no, but oh, yeah, of course. Um, the only player that KDB has mentioned before Harry Kane is Ronaldo. He's like, I'd love to ping balls in for Ronaldo. Ronaldo. But Ronaldo's done, man. I mean, great player. I mean, he's not completely done, but you know, obviously, he's 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 seen his best days, and he's gonna go down as one of the best players ever. But Harry Kane has a chance to, to do that. Breck Shea, man. You remember him? Bum. Oh. Breck Shea, man. He's coming in right now for Inter-Miami. Uh, 1-1, 75th minute, 76, actually. But, yeah, going back to Harry Kane and, and this whole deal, man, and, and Jack Grealish. I think clubs need to take the money and fucking move on, man. You're not going to get more money for them. You're never going to see that type of transfer fee for your club. Be glad that you have a player like that. Yeah, man. You know, Burnley would love to have a, a Grealish to sell right now. Yeah. They don't have it. Uh, West Brom would love to have a player like that they to would, sell. If I'm looking at Burnley, I'm, I'm looking at a team, I'm like, where can we come up with 100 mil for all these guys? 20 mil for Dwight McNeil. That's the best I'll give you. Great goal, by the way, that he had last season. But Yeah, I'm paying five for just that goal, but no. Jeez. No, 20 for that guy is that's ridiculous. Anyway... Um, same thing for Kane. So, like, it's the same situation for Kane. Yeah, he did all he could for that club, and he did amazing for it, and that's why we know him to be amazing. Let him go, let him have his way. He's brought you much happiness. What What else do you want from the guy? You want to suck his soul? 
Yeah, why not suck his wahoo? Oh, did you hear about the the guy that called into Talksport? Oh no, you had mentioned it. I haven't listened to it. But yeah. <laughs> so a guy, so Talksport kind of broadcasts on three different avenues. Yeah. And they have a live stream on YouTube. Multi-platform, yeah. Someone called in because they have they have callers calling in, like offering opinions and. You know, as people do for those kind of radio shows. I love those shows, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, so someone said, uh, <laughs> Daniel Levy is a Jew. He's not going to let him go for nothing. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, the Jewish population in England roots for Spurs. So just some backstory. They call Spurs fans Yids. Yids is a derogatory term towards y- Jews in England. So it, it all ties in. But But go on. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um. So that turned into a thing, and and Tottenham as a as a entity has launched a complaint to Talksport. You know, like it was a caller. <laughs> it was a caller. I don't know. I don't know the 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 nitty gritty whether the the um the hosts kind of told them to shut up or you know. Oh, la, 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 la. What a bum. What a bum. But, yeah, they they have a complaint going. Because, obviously, Levy's Jewish. It's a Jewish name. But, I mean, what, what can you do? It's a caller that was out of line. Yeah. There's not much else you can do. You just, like, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Charles. That's, uh, a, that's a risky run when doing a show like that, you know? Yeah, and all you can say is, "All right, we're not having that," you know, and move on. Yeah. But that, but after that, what, what what can I do? This is a live show. We we don't control who's coming on. If a girl's getting, you know, drilled down on the other line, what can we do? What we can just we hang do? We up could and just shut it down, and we, that's yeah, it. Move on. But you know, Tottenham is a it's fucked. Anti-Semitism, anti-anything is fucked up. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if Talksport is responsible for shit like that. No, no. But anyway, uh, anything other notable happen? No, no. I I think right now there's there's a lot of rumors. If if you want, we could breeze through them. Let, let's talk rumors. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'll let you go through your list, and uh, let's see if we cross swords. If you want, you go through yours first, because I have appeared to have lost mine. Oh, there we yeah, go. Oh no, Sorry. no, yeah. Um. So first rumor, I think we t- we touched on this earlier. Todd Cantwell to Villa. Who's gonna be kind of like a Grealish replacement? Has a lot of the same characteristics. Has cheek, has character, has flair, has you know technical ability. I think that'd be a great pickup for them. Um, next, we talked about this already. Lukaku to Chelsea. It's just a matter of what the the figure is gonna be, um, or what they deem to be reasonable. And you think one thirty, one forty is reasonable? No, no. I for me, a hundred is reasonable. A hundred to one ten. Within that, because you gotta take in mind inflation and what it what it means now. Some people are not able to 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 take that into mind because some people point to uh, Kaká's transfer fee in two thousand nine and be like, oh, he was he was fifty mil and now Grealish is a hundred mil. Take into him take into mind that inflation in football with TV deals, sponsorships, it's a different ball game now. And just. The, the precedent has been set that... Yeah. The, uh, the moment Neymar went to, for 200 mil, it changes the game. Yep. By and large. It's yeah. not even... You know, it's not even a discussion. Even Ronaldo going to Real Madrid for 100. Yeah. Oh, what a goal that... <laughs> yeah. What a goal What a that. goal. 
Man, this 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 no. Inter Miami Orlando City game is a belter. If you guys want to watch the highlights on that, we are trying to watch more MLS now, and more Liga MX as well. Which I did watch this weekend. Right, maybe we can touch on that in a bit. Um, but staying in the Prem, uh, Damsgaard, um, Denmark player who had a great tournament. Oh, he's offside, son. Is he? Yeah, he's offside. Well, VAR. Uh... Oh, maybe not. I was close. It was very close. Very close. Yeah. It's hard to say that that the player was ahead of the ball. Yeah. Damsgaard, though, a Denmark player, he's rumored to go to Everton, and you mentioned as well Roma, right? Yes. So, Roma. I mean, that's a guy that's going to be heading he's to at the Sampdoria right now. Europe. Yeah, and yeah. he rose his stock at the Euros. He had a great tournament. Yeah. Yeah, a great tournament. And... Maybe that was due to Ericsson being out as well, by the way. Maybe. Yeah, so, I mean, good on him. Um, another player who's young and, you know, great going forward, Cucurella, rumored to go to Brighton. Um, I'm know, not a fan of that. Um, I know Brighton's not the most glamorous team, but I do love the coach they have, and I think that he can do great things with them. But Yeah, but it's a, it, they're in it's similar. It's a sidestep, yeah. Getafe and... And Brighton are in similar positions on the table. I'd even say Hetaf is a little better. Yeah. Just because they actually, I think, compete in Europa League. Do they? I oh, oh so. they, yeah, they were. They were like a mid-table. Brighton yeah. is a relegation battling team. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's a very great move as far as standing goes, but we'll allow it for now. Yeah, I, I would like it. I'd love to see the best talent come to the Prem. Because that's the league I watched the most. Oh, they, they pulled it back. Oh, did they? Yeah, offside. Yeah, I saw that. Ah, uh, he's heated. Well, he was, don't be offside. Whoa. He's like, I wasn't sure. offside. I don't know what you, you guys hey, are talking about. Yeah, I don't about. know. Shit. Shit, I don't know. What let's see. About. Let's see. Let's see. Well, the, the offside is when the ball is struck. So, he's slightly ahead of the player. Yeah, he's he's ahead. Yeah, for sure. For sure offside. That's not even, that's not even close. Ah. Uh. It's a close one. It's not close. Uh, but moving forward, we have Dybala possibly going to Atletico Madrid. Oh, I didn't get that one. Huh? Oh, yeah. You see, trying to build a mini Argentina. Okay. I like that. I like that. I think he's better than Correa. I think. But his work ethic but, is... But they don't need him for what Correa brings. No. Oh, Indiana Vasilev. What a player. Uh, former Aston Villa. Uh, I, I, that cat is pretty good. He's coming on right now for Inter-Miami. In the 84th minute. Yeah. I just like the name, that his, the fact that his name is Indiana as well. That's pretty cool. Um, Sabitzer going to Byron. Wait, hold on. So, yeah, I don't Dybala think. Tadletti. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good transfer. Well, it depends what price they can get him at, you know. What do they need him for? I think uh, Suarez is aging. He's not going to be there too much longer. I don't know. I don't mind the move. I think it's a low risk, low reward. You're buying a player at a moment where he's down on his career. You can get him for a good price, and Juventus probably need the money. That they do. Well, will he perform? I don't know. I have no reason to believe. But this is just kind of a roll of, a, a roll of the dice. You know, you kind of hope that he. Dybala is living off of a career that lasted maybe two seasons. He's living off of like just like him and him and Pogba are living off of the same season. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah, they, the they Champions were super League season marketable. against uh, Barcelona, was it? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, because I remember 
Yeah, I remember all those bitches were crying. Whoa. Vidal, Pirlo. They're not bitches, all right? Pogba, Dybal, they were all crying. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a, a good transfer. I think it's strictly because he's Argentine. It can be, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, so move on. Uh, we have Sabitzer to Bayern. Yeah, Bayern's very interested. Yeah, and they're also interested in Danilo. The, yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. I think for depth is good. They just lost um, um, Alaba. They were using Alaba more in a center back uh, position, and he and Danilo is actually interchangeable at that position as well. Really? Yeah, he's, so known he's more, more of a right back. He's more of a right back, but he can't play a center back. They don't have a great right back though either. Um, Pavard. Yeah. Living off of a goal. Yeah, he's not the, the Hamas. <laughs> the best. Yeah, and then my last rumor was Lautaro to Arsenal. We might have discussed this before. I'd love to see it, but I think for it to realistically happen, they'd have to get rid of Lacazette or Aubameyang. Or Pepe. Or Pepe. I don't know if it's happening. So, that's a cool rumor, though. I'd love to see I it. I would like... Well, first of all, I don't think Lacazette is that great of a player. Nah. And he's your he's your traditional nine, but he doesn't have the, the build for it. Right. Because he's got good instincts. He's got good ball control, but... His finishing leaves a little bit to be desired. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never really cared for the move to begin with, but if they can get a decent amount for him, maybe 20. Yeah. They should go for Lautaro. I think Lautaro is a smart buy, and Inter look like, looks like they're selling everything they can. Yeah, they're they're desperate. Well, We talked about this earlier. They were, they were just a few, a few episodes ago. They're... They got their win, and they're going to blow everything up now. And that's why Conte's gone. He knew it was happening, yeah. He's smart to live to leave out. He doesn't have a team yet, huh? No, no, he doesn't. He's probably going to wait for somebody from a major club to be sacked and take over, like Tuchel did. Won't be long. Yeah. Won't be long. Right. That's how sports is. Yeah, I don't know if you have any rumors that you have there. I have quite a few. Um, well, first of all, the main one, Grealish to Manchester City for 100 pounds. Almost confirmed at this point. Um, Joshua Kimmich extends with Bayern until 2026. So that's a five-year deal. That makes sense. Doubles up his uh, his pay, so he's going to be paid. Yeah. Get that bread. He's a great player. He's tough. Honestly, any any team that gets him, any teams that any player that's touched by Guardiola is automatically going to become better, right? And honestly, if you have a great player in your midst, if you have the ability, and if you're in that stratosphere, hold on to him with your life. And uh, Bayern Munich, they're smart to keep him. So get that Brett, son. Um, Goretzka is a hot name. Uh, mostly because his contract is winding down and he doesn't have an extension yet with Bayern Munich. Not to say that he won't get one, and maybe he's using these teams as leverage, or maybe his agent is, but Real Madrid, Manchester United, and Barcelona are interested in Goretzka. Goretzka, to me right now, is one of the best players in the box-to-box... In the world. Box-to-box midfield position... He's just jacked. These man. days, he's jacked. He has That's an endless it. engine. And he's great at reading passes. He's he's a great player. Uh, he plays for Bayern Munich currently. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. 
uh, this one, just because of the all or nothing uh, video, uh, you know how uh, Ernie <laughs> called a he called a Josh Maja the the Netflix Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, this guy we can call him the Netflix uh, Maldini, uh, Jafet Tanganga. Yeah. Of uh, <laughs> Tottenham. Right, right. He's uh, being loaned out to Galatasaray. That's. Oh. Uh, Galatasaray and Tottenham are in agreement. So. <laughs> Fuck, Two seasons man. later, yeah, he's uh, he's heading to Turkey. Anytime you're heading to Turkey, it's not a good look, my boy. And relatively young too. Yeah. Wow, what was that? That's damn. I AFK. Woo. Anyway, um, uh, you like you said, Bayern Munich's interesting. Sabitzer and Danilo. Sabitzer. Uh, Chelsea and Lukaku. They're getting. Come on, Lukaku. They're, 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 coming, they're coming together at some point. And we talked about Danny Ings. We talked about Damsgord. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Well, how do you feel about that move? I think it's great. I think Villa is a better team than Southampton. And I think it's just the right move for him. I think maybe City or another bigger club would have been too big of a move for him. I think Villa is just the right club. But he's going to have to compete with uh, Ollie Watkins. So it's going to be a nice fire under his ass. I, I think Ollie Watkins is not that good. <sighs> right then. Um, Dom's guard. Uh, Isco to Milan? I'd prefer Isco over James, who's also rumored to Milan. Yeah, I, I like Isco. Isco's more dynamic. And he and has Samu Castillejo can, there, so he's going to get along well. Yeah, You can see in the, in the training... Um... He's lost weight, right? So you know it's not, it's not a bad it's not a bad move for him. Plus he'll get playing time. He doesn't. And he'll be with uh, Brahim. There you go. I'm sure they got along great. <laughs> and uh, also speaking of AC Milan, Kessier, uh, def- defensive kind of box to box mid. Yeah. Stated. He's he wants to stay there for the rest of his career. I love that. As a Milan fan. Yeah, I don't care either way. I, I kind of liked him for United, but, you know. But they got Pogs, right? Pogba! Pogba! And, uh, let's see, Cristian Romero. To Tottenham. To Tottenham. Hotspur. Tidy business from Tottenham, huh? Oh, yeah. 50 mil, though. Yeah, it's a heavy Pretty price. Steep. Pretty steep. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have paid more than 40 from Ata- uh Defender from Atalanta, though. Uh, instant upgrade. Because they just uh, they just sold uh, uh, Alderweireld to a team in Qatar, I believe. One of those one one of those regions. I'm sorry, I don't know very well, but they they did uh, sell him off for about ten million. Yeah. Give or take, which is what they got him for about. So hey, got a got a good career out of him, and uh, you know the guy's on his last legs. He's never been the fastest guy, and he's a uh, yeah only slowed down with age. Perfect hair though. Yeah. Great hair, great hair. Uh, but Cristiano Romero, not a bad move. Uh, here's a CONCACAF news. Uh, Liverpool. We talked about how they they haven't made many moves, but they're uh, interested in Lille player uh, Jonathan David. Right, the Canadian. How do you feel about that? I think it'd be a good move for him. I think it's a little bit too much of a step up for him. But considering that they might sell Mane at one point or Salah, I think there's an opening there. So I'm not too against it. Or Firmino. Firmino as well, yeah. But he's more of a winger, right? 
Yeah, uh, Jonathan Davis is more of a winger, but he can function as a striker if need be. Um, I, I'd like the move. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, another one is uh, Juventus versus uh, versus uh, trying to get Locatelli. Oh, yeah. Which that is looking more and more likely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. The The name of Juventus is just a little too... The lore is too big there. Yeah, it's hard to it's say hard no. It's hard to say no. As an Italian, it's hard to say no. Yeah. So, I, and, and in my opinion, Juventus is going to get the title this season. I hope not. I don't think so. I... Kane's is a fucking baller, though, so I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. Chiesa, and they're trying to just reinforce that midfield with Locatelli. And uh, Bellerin from Arsenal trying to... Uh, well, not trying to, but getting interest from uh, Inter... And Atletico. Inter makes sense, yeah. If Atletico you, doesn't make sense to me. And, and that kind of segues into my next rumor is Atletico, Atletico's right back is getting a lot of interest from Manchester United, uh, Kieran Trippier. Right. Why Why would they? They have Juan Bissaka. Fucking hell. Well, Trippier's a better offensive uh, option. But, but you know, going forward, Juan Bissaka's younger. And they signed Sancho. Yeah, yeah. Trippier's only 30. He's probably got a good, good two, three seasons in him. Barely. Um, but yeah, Bellerin to our Atletico is, to me, it's unlikely. But I, I figure that fee would be enough for Arsenal to be like, you know what, let's let go of this guy. Now, Bellerin in his prime was a fucking beast. So quick. Well, he was so good, yeah. His coverages were amazing. Then he got that injury, and it's it looks like his confidence just went down the toilet. Down the wahoo, yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for my rumors. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah. things will pick up next week. We'll have a lot more. Rumors yeah, next week we'll do a review preview of um, La Liga, Premier League, and a couple of our ideas for for the rest of the European leagues. And we'll we'll be paying a lot more attention to MLS and La Liga. La Liga. Um, yeah, both leagues are actually looking pretty good. I was watching La Liga, and I'm like. This football's not that bad. Yeah. Watching Santos versus Cruz Azul. Uh, Cruz Azul, who, by the way, had, had a player, Chaco Jimenez. Jimenez. Uh, from Argentina. Had a son in Mexico because he spent a huge part of his career in Mexico. Uh, Santiago. Santi. And uh, he was supposed to play in the, in the Olympics, uh, but had to pull out due to injury. And uh, it, we're in game week two now in Mexico. And both times subs, obviously because of injury. And both times goals. So 20 years old, looks like the truth. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. Game ended up 1-1. One one. Uh, had to switch over to the Gold Cup final because Mexico and, and uh, U.S. had to hash it out. Yeah. But yeah, this this week MLS looking pretty good. And um, any, any uh, parting thoughts that you got? Anything that you want to get off your chest? Not really. It's been a dormant week. I mean, aside from transfers, I mean, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the European season, man. Can't wait. Yeah, we're just a week and a half away, and fuck, can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Come on, you fucking blues. Come on, Jack Grealish. <laughs> get in. Oh, there's oh. a kid in the stand. Yeah, you saw him? Yeah. Wearing a Manchester City shirt? Well, yeah. That's everywhere now. We're global now, baby. Sure. We're the new Madrid. We're the new Barca. Yeah. Thank you, sports washing. Oh, fucking hell. 
anyway, uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else, Spotify. Bottle Talk, follow us there. Henry Two Live. That's right. Bottled Nester. Bottle Ness. Uh, bottle or Ness. Bottle. I forgot what my name was. <laughs> and I haven't really been on enough to build a following. But I'll get there. Anyway, all right. Take care of your tickets. Take care of your mentals. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah.